0: Welcome back to Let the Band Play Football. My name is Reem Mayhem, the head coach of the Fighting Silent Llama flag football team. That's the team for the tuba section. Also the voice of the Tiger Band Flag Football League. I am joined this week first by the trumpet offensive captain, Caleb. Caleb, how are you doing?
1: Uh, hi, I'm doing pretty good. I'm looking forward to being out here today and talk to you all a little bit about last weekend.
0: Great, really great to have you on, Caleb. Our second guest on our panel of three this week is one of our Tal Beta Puff offensive players. He's the starting run, run, starting running back. Goodness, don't know why that didn't want to come out. Starting running back for Tal Beta Puff, which is what what I've been informed the uh, Tinner Brass team would prefer to be called. So that's what we're going to be going with, Andrew. Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you so much. It's great to be on. Thank you for the invite.
0: It's great to have you. Great we finally got the name sorted out. A uh, really good situation all around, to be sure. And last but not least is a two-way captain for the Mellowins. We are also joined by Evan. Evan, welcome aboard.
3: Um great. Proud to be here, Reem. So happy.
0: Great. Well, let's start off with what I think all the listeners are here for, which is a quick recap. Actually, not really that quick recap of what happened last week during the Week zero scrimmages, as they were. Three games were played. Two of them inter-squad, and then the drumline played a intra-squad scrimmage that we're informed ended in a tie. The scores for those two inter-squad games: the early game between the tubas and the mellowins, final score forty-two to seven for the tubas, and the late game between the trumpets and Talbeta puff ended seven to nothing. Really, a strong defensive effort. Throughout that game, we're going to get into both of them, but let's start with the late game. Actually, that seven nothing. Afternoon, really defensive battle. Uh, let's start off with kind of what I think a lot of us were thinking, given preseason expectations. Trumpets only scoring seven, perhaps a lower score than the alleged depth. Caleb, what happened?
1: Uh, Well, I feel like the game kind of flew by. Like we each only had a few drives to get the ball there. So if you didn't get it on one of the drives, you only had like two or three more chances after that. Um, but as you said, it was a like really good defensive battle. That's like what we've been seeing in practice. Our defense has been making big plays and like doing things like getting those interceptions when they need to. Uh, I mean, the same can be said for the low brass, of course.
0: Yeah, so a lot of credit goes to that defensive effort there. Caleb, I, I just want to ask, right, you know, the Trumpets have a lot of people, certainly on the team and on the sideline. You'd think that uh, freshness, so to speak, would be a real advantage, especially against some of the smaller teams like Talbeta Puff, uh, why wasn't that really a factor? Uh, again,
1: I think it's just because the game went by so fast. Like, we didn't have the chance to wear down the low brass team and, like, be able to run around them like we planned to. But, like, in the okay. actual season, of course, it'll be longer.
0: Yeah, Andrew, when when y'all were playing the trumpets, were there... Kind, was there any feeling of exhaustion? Did y'all start to feel kind of that wear and tear that can come from playing a larger team?
2: No, I don't really think so. Um, as far as... Our team, um, there were a lot of great things that happened. I We got in some practices here and there. Um, I First of all, I, I really want to shout out somebody, uh, Josh Kasparzak. I'm sorry if I pronounced your last name wrong, uh, but he came up with an entire defensive playbook that is just astounding. Mm. Um, so this is partly, mm. I think, what had to do with the score. Uh, so thank you, Josh, for that. Um, as far as exhaustion, I think that we because we practiced uh, here and there, our conditioning was at a pretty good level. Um, I know towards the end of the game we were starting to feel a little bit, uh, a little bit more pull, um, but it wasn't anything that we couldn't overcome.
0: Caleb, can you speak any to how y'all's offense kind of responded to that defensive effort that y'all really saw from the from the Talbeta Puff team? Um, I mean,
1: we really didn't like evolve our offense any further once we actually got into the game we kind of just kept going at the same things we were doing before and just hoping they'd work better and eventually they did on one of those last drives but
0: i don't know i mean so caleb go ahead yeah so caleb is this the kind of offensive effort we should be expecting week in and week out or are adjustments coming and uh seven points won't be what we expect from the trumpets in future weeks
1: Well, we're actually, I mean, planning to pick up the practice a little bit, you know, put our foot to the grindstone. I hope we don't end up with seven points every week.
0: So maybe a little less passing footballs around in circles. Andrew, let's talk a little bit about that late drive by Talbeta Puff. I know it kind of got slowed down by by some penalties at the end, but but there really was a chance. I I think y'all made it to first and goal at one point there at the end. Why weren't y'all able to find the end zone and at least get this to end in a tie?
2: I think part, uh, in, in part, uh, this was a first scrimmage with a new team. Um, we had a lot of player replacements from last year to this year, um, just with people um, just kind of graduating or, um, or other reasons. But we, we definitely had a very fresh team. Um, and that game was kind of our chance to sort of see uh what worked and there were so many things that worked well um as far as that last drive i think we were we were starting to f- kind of figure out each other finding those connections um mm-hmm. and i think it's just something that we're still working on um we i actually just got out of a 2 hour practice to come uh, do this podcast um but uh I definitely can say that we uh we've made some adjustments to our playbooks um, and I think those adjustments are going to shine very, very well in the future.
0: All right, listeners, you you heard it here first. That is adjustments coming to the Talbeta Puff offense. I know a lot of folks will be interested in seeing how that works in week one. Caleb, some might call it a huge defensive stand there at the end to stop what looked like uh, some pretty incredible momentum from Talbeta Puff. How did the team respond on the sidelines and uh, help make sure that that Offensive effort was really slowed down the way it was.
1: I mean, we were, I mean, obviously really hype whenever we got that, what, third pick in the game, like three different players. Our, our defense is just, they, they've been doing something right recently. And it's it's great to cheer them on from the sideline, even when I can't play. Maybe you'll see me out there one day, but.
0: Mm, Caleb trying to go both ways like Evan does. Uh, potentially exciting outcome there. Evan, I don't know if you were able to stick around for that Talbeta Puff-Trumpets game, uh, but if you were, anything you'd like to kind of add on to impressions from there?
3: Uh, I stuck around for a little bit. Uh, I most, watched most of the beginning. Uh, uh, once once you guys both gave the ball to the other side, uh, I just stopped and I left.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So, so the mellow maybe not getting the best scouting report out of that game is, is what I kind of took away from that. All right, let's get into kind of this second game of the day. I know both teams in the late game were there a little bit early to warm up and I'm sure paid attention to what was occurring. Tuba's dominated 42 to 7, 14 points coming from defensive touchdowns. I mean, look, uh, I'm sure some will accuse me of bias, but that defensive backfield uh, really got it done. Some are saying it's uh, reminiscent of almost 2021 Georgia. Uh, Andrew, Caleb, anything y'all, any impressions from that Tuba team? Andrew. Yeah.
2: Sure. Um, so I, from what I saw, I got there, I think uh, pretty early uh, into the game. I think it was like second quarter uh, when I first got there to start warming up and uh, stretching, but uh I think yeah, the tubas definitely have a lot of potential. Um, saw some long balls, uh, just some great connections. Um, saw Gage throwing some some great spirals. Um, so props to him. Um, I think the the receiving core is definitely there. Um, the routes. Mm. Uh, it seems like y'all have a, a decently sized playbook. Um, would would have to though give some props to the Mellows and Woodwinds though. Um, the coverage was not easy. Uh, yep. It, yeah, I definitely think that there, yep. was, there was some great stuff uh, on that side. I think towards, it was the third or fourth quarter, there were some ints that happened uh, as well. Um, so, pro- yeah, again, props to uh, yep. the Mellow Wins for that. Um, definitely a lot of talent, I think, on both sides. And it, we'll see as the weeks go on. I definitely uh, agree with uh, kind of people in the last podcast. I think the Drumline uh, was kind of saying that uh, it's a team to be reckoned uh, for sure.
0: Well, that might just be the drumline trying to prop up their strength of schedule for uh, what I'm sure they expect to be a victory in the earthquake bowl, although we we might disagree with that expectation. Um, Caleb, any thoughts from on what we saw from the Tuba team this past weekend?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, the Tuba's definitely dominated on both sides of the ball, and in no way to like discredit like what y'all did, because y'all went out there and killed like what y'all were supposed to do. Uh, I heard that the first play of the game, they threw a pick six to y'all um, or at least a pick. I don't know if it went all the way to the house, but it seemed like w- from watching the game that they were still trying to work out like what their offense was going to be and like who was going to be where uh, we played against them in a little scrimmage. I think it was Tuesday. We just both had practice at the same time and we like played a few uh, drives back and forth and they seemed to like be a lot better after just a couple days of recovery.
0: Yeah, really, really an interesting uh, opportunity there for the Trumpets and Mellowins to kind of play with play one another and s- see what they're working with. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this Mellowins team. There's been a lot made about the fact that the Mellophones were combined with the Woodwinds this season, specifically to help kind of their roster strength and depth to kind of make sure we were being a little bit safer and making sure that their team was in a better position moving forwards only 10 players though on the sideline in total evan what happened with recruitment
3: no we have recruitment uh people just it's it's the typical mellophone way you know we get a lot of people on the team and then no one shows up uh but they are some of the best players in the league i might say the mellophones are uh as for everyone else you know, just didn't work out with the schedule. Some people had things planned. You know, you can't help that.
0: Yeah, Andrew, I'll come to you in a second here. But first, I, I do want to mention, it seems to be a lack of woodwind players. Any, any reason for that? Has there been outreach to all the sections? Should we expect, I don't know, maybe a piccolo-free safety here in the upcoming weeks? Or any 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 anything happening on the recruitment trail there, Evan?
3: Hmm? Uh, show up to practice and you'll see what we have.
0: All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll look to see what y'all are able to put together in y'all's week one matchup against the trumpets, Andrew. So I ha- wanted to chime in here on the recruitment efforts. A- any any thoughts there?
2: Yes, yeah, um, we definitely had. I think we had about the same number of players. Um, being that this was the first scrimmage, uh, we had some people um, who just had some things that they had to attend to. Uh, we will yeah. have some more uh, more people out in future games for sure. Um, I think as well, uh, I also wanted to kind of clarify some comments that were made in the last podcast, uh, about kind of half recruitment, half not, uh, but the ultimate Frisbee remarks, uh, (laughs) are, uh, typically the, the people who are playing ultimate Frisbee are are not the ones who are as interested in football. Um, so (laughs) our team is very serious and we just want people to know that, uh, I also wanted to congratulate the trumpets because that is the last win that they will probably be getting from us. So,
0: Hmm. Hmm. Always, always love a little gauntlet being thrown down here on LTBPF. I do want to just note that, uh, just because the ultimate frisbee remark may not be accurate. doesn't mean I won't stop making the joke because it's a little bit too good of a joke. Uh, (laughs) um, Uh, listeners can't see this as we know podcasting is a visual medium Uh, I think at least three quarters of the panel here tonight uh, cracked some pretty big grins at that one Uh, (laughs) let's get into this just a little bit more I kind of want to talk about how these matchups are going to be matchups that we're going to be seeing later on in the season tubas woodwinds and trumpets baritones is the same as the week four matchups. That's November 6th for those of you keeping track at home. So both of these matchups will be played again. Uh, Certainly will be interesting to see what happens to these score lines when we're able to compare them later on in the season. I'm sure everyone would say that their team would win their matchup. So I'm not going to ask you about your team in your matchup. I'm going to ask you about the other matchup. So... Evan, I'll start with you. Who's going to win? Tau Beta Puff Trumpets in week four. Uh, it, Tau Beta Puff, easy. Okay, I mean, Evan predicting yeah. a little bit
3: of a switch around there, huh? It's it's just that the trumpets, the amount. See, if you have so many people and you get handled by a team that has ten people that says they're going to get more, I can only expect. Cause the Trumpets aren't going to just lose players. So it's not just going to even out. Mm. So tau beta puff easy.
0: All right. All right. Evan throwing down the gauntlet here, uh, especially in front of a week one matchup against the Trumpets. Let's get into that tuba woodwind rematch. Caleb, I'll start with you. What do you think happens in week four? Uh, honestly, I think the
1: woodwinds are going to come back and show the tubas like they're not a force to be reckoned with. Like, The Woodwinds, like I said, they have more people at their practice on Tuesday than they did at the game on Sunday. Like, they obviously have the numbers to have a team, and they have the skill to have a team. I'm looking forward to them coming back and showing the tubas, you know, what's up.
0: So, Caleb, at least predicting a closer game, uh, a little bit of an olive branch there towards Evan. Andrew, what happens week 4 Tubas Tupas-Woodwinds?
2: It's hard to tell at this point in time. Um, I think that the potential for the Woodwinds is massive. Uh, the amount of talent that y'all have, it's only going to get better as every week goes on. Um, last year, I know our our team, our f- premiere of our uh, Tau Beta Puff team, uh, we learned a lot from last year and we're finally applying it this year. Um, I hope that it'll be the same for y'all. I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, it's going to be hard to kind of tell who... As the weeks go by, I think we'll get better indications. But I'd say week four is a little bit of a long stretch. If I'd had to go at this moment, I think it might have to be tubas by like a score, like just barely Mm. by like a hair.
0: All right, Andrew predicting a little bit of a closer game, but still a tuba win. Evan, I'll let you chime in. I I just want to
3: say, so that's four weeks from now. This week, first of all. I don't remember it being 42-7. to I honestly thought when the game ended, it was 28-7. I did not think we lost that bad. Uh, but yes, the first play of the game was a pick-six. I will concede that. Uh, and we had two quarterbacks this weekend, and neither of them are our actual starter. I think of all the people that played, maybe about four of them were actually playing a position they would actually start. Like, that's... Mm. Like, we... We were not putting our best team on the field. That's like third stringers. Mm. And if I'm right, then we only gave up maybe seven points in the second half. At least that I remembered giving up. Um and you let a bunch of tired third stringers give up only seven points to engage is a phenomenal athlete. And if I had cleats, I would have mm. sacked him plenty of times because that O line was trash. Mm.
0: Woo! But right.
3: I mean, yeah. Well, well, look, I'm sure I'm starting a fire, and I will be hated once this podcast releases. But week four, we coming.
0: I I hear your gauntlet being thrown down, and we'll instead pivot to the next topic on our sheet. Drumline played an intra-squad game that we're told ended in a twenty-one twenty-one tie. A little bit curious there as to how that ended 21-21, given kind of the disparities on each side. Certainly interesting. I know Drumline is playing the Beta Puff team next week. So, Andrew, I'll let you go first. Do we know anything about this Drumline team?
2: So, we've done some scouting reports of ourselves. Um, mm. And uh, we've kind of watched some of their practices. Um, and I think I would like to say that uh, running slant routes doesn't win you games um but you know i i think as, as with music uh practice the way you perform uh you know i mean start i'd say i'm sure that they've had practices and whatnot but uh it's it's just funny to to see you know throwing throwing insults around when you know they're not quite doing uh you know playing against the defense uh, like we've been um, and some other interesting uh, choices that they've made as far as as far as the talent there's no doubt uh, we've seen uh, a lot of great athleticism uh, from those scouting sessions that we've kind of watched um, quarterback spirals are very accurate um, through through a few missed passes here and there but it's not t- uh, something to be too worried about. Their deep balls are a little uh, a little inaccurate, but I think that they've got a pretty good shot at creating a lot of offensive pressure. Um, yeah. We're ready for all of it, honestly. Alright.
0: Evan, right. Evan, I'll come to you in a second, but Caleb, I know the trumpet-drumline rivalry is a historic one, perhaps one of the best in this league. What are the trumpets expecting from this drumline team this year?
1: Well, I mean, I know they're going through a lot of uh, rebuilding this year. They had a bunch of good players graduate in the last year, and it, it seems like more of a freshman squad than it has been in the past. But, like, I mean, like you said, it, it doesn't seem like as good as it once was. I'm not trying to, like, throw shade or anything here. I'm kind of upset we don't get to play until the end of the season. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to definitely scout y'all's games against them, figure out what we need to work on. I mean, I I know we can lock down a slant. But.
0: Caleb, would you say that's almost like a bulletin board game, like a date that y'all have circled from the beginning of the season until y'all will actually play the game? Yeah, that I mean, that
1: game is pretty much the reason we built the team. Like, back three years ago now, it was uh just trumpets and drumline out there trying to have some fun, played a few weeks. But, uh, yeah, now I'm glad it's, like, expanded. Makes it more of, like, an official thing.
0: I know the two section is certainly very glad that the league has expanded in the way that it has certainly because we're one of those expansion teams. And I know there's also been plenty of rumors about a potential sixth team that might be playing maybe one or two games this season. We will certainly keep listeners updated as we find out more about that developing situation and might even be having an exclusive interview here in the coming weeks with some of their team members. Evan, I want to bring you in here. I know you've had some stuff to say about this Drumline team. What are the Mellowins thinking about Drumline? I know you all have them in week two.
3: Do we? I honestly don't know. Uh, like, I'm focused on, what, we play the trumpets first? I'm focused on them. Uh, Drumline, I mean, they're big, tough. I mean, as a mellophone, I'm pretty relaxed. I I know they're going to go all out and, like, try to murder us probably, um, but I'm just here to have fun. And,
0: and I want to emphasize that more, more than anything else that, you know, I think I think many members of this league truly are just here for a good time. It's a good way to spend a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I know I've always enjoyed my time on the sidelines coaching the Tuba team. And just want to emphasize that more than anything. I, I, at the end of the day, we're all here to have fun with some of our Tiger Band buddies. Now, let's talk rule changes, as listeners will remember, this first week of scrimmages was the experimentation of a new 80-yard field, and also experimenting with 15 and 10-yard first downs. Our understanding here on Let the Band Play Football is that the 80-yard field will be used, and first downs will be... Caleb?
1: Uh, I believe it was 15 yards that
0: Caleb had told me. 15 yards from the desk of the commissioner folks that that is that is going to be a really interesting march down the field for a lot of teams andrew thoughts on the new r- rule changes
2: i know my team and i have uh, discussed uh, a lot of stuff about the recent rule changes uh, with with the game against the trumpets it changed at halftime and we were all kind of mm. confused like when we were playing like why did it suddenly like just change because the weird thing is, is like we created plays specifically for that game off of the ten yards, um, so that changed a lot of our perspective on, uh, especially you know our wide receivers, um, but really every play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I think we've adjusted the playbook already for that, um, but it's definitely going to be quite interesting to see how this affects the league. Um, I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot more of a defensive struggle in a lot of games because of this, for sure. Um, we're not going to see massive blowouts uh, anymore, at least as my prediction. But uh, as far as my team, my team's concerns, uh, I say my team, uh, it's not. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Mitch, um, head coach. But I uh, was kind of saying that not quite sure we like the change. It's a little bit too, too much. Um, especially with the defensive efforts we've seen from all the teams, mm. uh, when we've done our scouting reports, uh, we think it's going to be pretty difficult, um, to sort of gain those yards, get the scores and, uh, do what needs to be done. And I think that's the all right. for a lot of us.
0: All right. That, that's certainly an interesting position there, Andrew. Uh, Evan, let me bring you in here as well. Some commentators have been saying that this 80-yard field is going to be a bit of a struggle for some of the smaller teams. Just with, It's going to require you to get way down the field on offense and then go way down the field on defense. How are you all going to manage this with the limited depth that your team currently faces?
3: Uh, Well, like I said, we'll get more of that depth back. Uh, This weekend, we definitely didn't have it much. We were definitely gassed a lot. Uh, I'm not too concerned by it. I think the change to 10 instead of 15, I know the idea was because we have a longer field, let's make longer first downs. And we all liked, you know, the 15 yards. Uh, Well, no, sorry, we're going from 10 to 15. Uh, So that makes sense. Uh, I think you'll probably see more passing uh, just because it's going to take you a little bit longer to get there. Because running the ball, if you run the ball, you're seeing like seven yards you can easily get that 10, uh, 15. I think you might see a little more passing on that.
0: Interesting. Caleb, with the trumpet team, you all have the kind of depth where you might be able to almost run a three platoon system or something similar. Are we going to see a lot more subbing as a result of this longer field and kind of the where it might put on the team?
1: uh yeah that's the plan to like use our depth now we have the i mean we have multiple receivers we have people that can throw the ball if our qb has to go out we have like multiple people that can work the line like we have people that can sub in anywhere that might need to be subbed and we're looking forward to uh like being able to give those players the playing time and putting them out on the field and sending them down y'all's throats
0: all right little little bit of a challenge there and a threat from the trumpet team but Can't wait to see how they're able to back that up in their Week 1 matchup against the Woodwinds. And, folks, I know I've been alluding to it a lot, but let me just give the full Week 1 schedule. Week 1, which will be played on October 9th, uh, this weekend being off for the TBFFL. The early game will be between the Trumpets and the Woodwinds, with the late game being between the Drumline and Tau Beta Puff. The Tubas are off. However on October 13th, which listeners will note is a Thursday, that's the Thursday of fall break, the Tubas and Barrett and to Puff will be playing at 4:30, that is in prime time on October 13th. So, interesting double-header there for the to Puff team facing Drumline and Tubas both within the span of 7 days, certainly something to be looking out for and something we'll be talking a lot more about on this show next week. I do want to mention one more rule change. This is hot off the presses from the desk of the commissioner. There has been a change to the rules about running inside the 10 yard line during scrimmage week. The rule was for listeners who don't know, no designed rush plays that is either QB run plays or hands off to a running back when within 10 yards of the goal line. That has now been changed. Where our understanding is that quarterbacks, if a defensive player has crossed the line of scrimmage, the QB can run and cross the line of scrimmage and make forward progress. Right. So this this is allowing this is going to force teams to now have a little bit more run defense within ten yards of the goal line. Evan, I know you play both sides of the ball. What what are you expecting to have to do on defense for this?
3: Uh, as a defensive lineman, I, I definitely appreciate it a lot more. I know at the very beginning of our game uh, that we played a lot this past weekend, I bit hard on a jet sweep fake and Gage just ran right past me. Well, now he can't do that anymore. Now I'm just if, – if I'm a D lineman, I'm thinking run. Just get to that quarterback. I know he can now run around now, but I don't have to worry about some other guy getting the ball.
0: Yeah. And as a reminder, this is only within 10 yards of the goal line. Andrew, as a running back, you still won't see many carries within 10 yards of the goal line, but is this going to change the way at all that the Talbot Puff team maybe plays offense within the goal line?
2: As far as offense, uh, not really. We've developed uh, a passing game and a running game. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like both are very fluid and they're only getting better as every day goes by. Um, Will uh Kumpo, uh amazing quarterback, uh can't give any more props possibly to him. He's great, uh, quick in the pocket, uh, very good at just getting making those decisions. Um I we have the capability. I, I feel like it's it's not really gonna slow us down whatsoever. Um for myself, I can play flex, uh so I, I can play wide receiver, uh just run trips all day.
0: All right. All right, run trips all day, folks. You heard that? Here first about the Talbeta Puff strategy within the ten yard line. Caleb, I'll bring you in here last. Uh do the trumpets already have a playbook figured out for those pass-only short yardage situations?
1: Oh yeah. I mean we've had a playbook that we've developed over the past few years. We have it printed out, laminated. And of course we alter like the plays in the actual playbook to depend on the situation at hand. Uh but we have a few good plays that we've like pretty much are red zone plays that if I mean, no one's been able to stop them yet, so I don't see why they would be able to soon.
0: No one's been able to stop them yet. All right, bold bold prognostication after week one. Uh, Maybe the statisticians might disagree a little bit as to whether or not anyone's been able to stop them so far. Folks, I want to just give a brief opportunity for all of you to quickly give maybe how your season expectations might have changed a little bit after week zero with regards to kind of how you think the other teams are going to go. I'm going to go straight down the line for this one. Caleb, Andrew, then Evan. Caleb, any changes to what you're expecting this season after these week zero scrimmages?
1: Um, I mean, not really. I kind of have been expecting and even playing field in most sections, the tuba game did shock me. I wasn't expecting it to be that much of a blowout, but I'm gonna blame that on the depth and you know not having all their starters there that week. I think whenever everyone's like all there for the rest of the games, it's gonna be a good even match. Come down to a few scores either way.
0: Yeah, Caleb, trying to suck up to the host of this podcast. All right, I'll I'll take it. Andrew, thoughts on how the season might look?
2: Um, really, really promising. I, I, for us, it's going to be an incredible season. We've got a bunch of very athletic people. Uh, the entire team is stacked. Uh, we're taking it all the way.
0: All right. All right. Talby to Puff coming for the championship. Evan, last one. Any thoughts on how the season might look?
3: Uh, I hope in the future. You know, we got a really good team. You're going to get a lot more people on the field. Uh, what have happened this past weekend, not a uh, foretelling of the future. Hopefully the center does not lead the team in receiving yards, um, which part of that was because one of your guys dropped an interception. Um, less interceptions, that's another thing. Uh, for the mellow you know, just watch out. I think we got a lot of people think we could do a lot of things, and I want to prove all those people right. Anyone that thinks that we're not going to do good, Who cares? Well,
0: well, we'll see if y'all can get it figured out on the trail. I know, for the Tuba team at least, this was the outing that we had hoped to have to start the year. We'll see if it can continue on with our expectations. Caleb, Andrew, Evan, thank you so much for coming on this week. We will be back next week with a full preview of the week one and one-and-a-half matchups that are upcoming in the meantime thank you very much for listening be sure to subscribe on the podcasting platform of your choice and let those other members of tiger band that you think need to listen to this podcast know that it's available as always for let the band play football i'm your host re mayhem and we'll talk to you soon